0: following is a paid program the views expressed are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of my talk 107.1 what is it you want real estate it's the red hot real estate show where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market
1: i have died and gone to real estate heaven
0: looking to move hoping to sell Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm gonna go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, we are here again for the Red Hot Real Estate Show with Mimi Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results. Good morning again, Mimi. Good morning. I am very excited because you've been giving some people some great tips uh, that homebuyers should ask themselves, and you're also gonna give them some great tips today on things that they can make uh, the little curb appeal a little nice.
1: Yeah, I I appreciate that. It's the summer; we're all outside. People are driving by, and so that's your first impression. So right. So curb appeal is
0: super important. And it's a good tip, even if you're just looking for a reason to kind of get out of your house. Curb appeal is something that you might go, this might be a good hobby, and I haven't tried it yet. So that's some great tips for you to be able to share today.
1: Well, the thing is, is you don't want people to to not go in your house because of something that's going on outside. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And trust me, there are plenty of buyers that will make a showing appointment and Pull up to the curb and look at the house and go, huh? No, I don't want to see it. Right. And after you've spent all that time, it could be completely gorgeous on the outside. Or on the inside. inside. Mm-hmm. And if there's something that's just not quite right, then you've lost that opportunity and you never want to lose that first opportunity. Well, we
0: are always encouraging you to call in and get some expert advice from our good friend Mimi. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071 for the Red Hot Real Estate Show. And you can also get a copy of those guys that you are constantly updating every quarter. You put something together for people. So things to consider when buying a home and things to consider when selling a home
1: Absolutely, uh, you can call and talk to our producer Hope mm-hmm. and get those uh, just on request. And you can also get them on our show page. We've posted a link where you can go and just download those yourself if you happen to be driving and you're you can't call or what have you. So we make it easy. And we're gonna since we're covering those questions, home buyers should ask themselves.
0: Do I usually uh, encourage people that if you're asking yourself some of these questions that we're gonna encourage, but if you're also still in the we'll call it the window shopping phase of your journey, then that's a good reason for them to go to view greater Minneapolis homes.com. Right?
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking for property, we've got the perfect search site for you. Um, it's got all of the updated information that you're looking for, even if you're not really seriously looking, but you just kind of want to keep uh, posted on right. what's going on in the market. ViewGreaterMinneapolisHomes.com and you can log in. You can make showing requests uh, to see property with us through that uh, website. Um, all kinds of information on there for you to look at.
0: Right, and I like that you mentioned if you're not seriously looking. Because I think that there's lots of things that we've uh, we covered in from of the previous shows about Is this the right time for you to buy a home? And some of those things that you might be using to kind of talk yourself out of it. If you start this process this way, you might go, Oh, I am more ready or there is the kind of home that I'm looking for or, you know, whatever those little uh, things that might be holding you back. This is kind of like a good way, a nice low pressure way to go. Okay. What's really stopping me right now?
1: Absolutely. And you know, the, the interesting thing is, Ms. Shannon, that if, If you ask yourself some of the questions that we're talking about, it actually can maybe save you from buying another house within five years. Okay. So let's just say that you, you know, you're just impulsive. That's just who you are. And you look online and you see a cute house and you go, yep, that's it. I'm going. And it was a one bedroom condo. Um, you didn't look at the schools. You didn't really care. You just needed a bed because yeah. you're coming out of an apartment and, you know, this'll it, be an upgrade. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, we can save you probably a lot of, Oh, I wish I would have thought of that moments. And so we all have those. Yeah. You, you know, we're always second guessing ourselves and having buyers remorse after you buy big, big things. And so, you know, that's the nice thing about talking with us. We've worked with a lot of buyers, a lot of sellers. We know. A lot of things that they tell us that they wish they, they would have thought of or they wish they would have done. Um, if I on my next house, yes. I'll do this. Um, so we have a lot of those really good tips because it is sometimes
0: really minor. Like you do talk about you're making what seems like an easy transition from renting to I'm going to be a homeowner. So you go know, anything will work. Absolutely. But, that, but maybe the question is like, but I didn't have a dog, but I really want a dog. If you don't dog? You, yes mm-hmm. do they
1: allow pets correct is there a limit mm-hmm. and how much can they weigh mm-hmm. and what happens if your homeowners association decides that they're going to make those changes after the fact um are you grandfathered in what right what sorts of things like that um you know you get people that that want a, a backyard for their their pets they've dreamt of having a dog forever right um but you pass on a perfectly great house because it doesn't have a fence um to me, that's not really keeping the big picture in mind, right um uh, because you know sometimes people get hung up on the little things mm-hmm. and it kind of becomes the the cross that you die on if right. you will. Mm-hmm. um and so you you need to have somebody that can help you over some of those things that are are your uh, curmudgeons, you right. know, they just keep you stuck. Mm-hmm. And so talking it through just like even like right now. So the first thing that come came to mind when we started talking right here today. Yes. Was when I did my kitchen remodel. Right. Okay. So I feel like I'm pretty educated about this whole process. Mm-hmm. But what I did find out after I did my kitchen remodel and it's too late to do anything about it is the depth of your kitchen cabinets. Okay. I, I want you to think about that. Mm hmm. What kind of stuff do you put in your cabinets? Are they just regular, round, ordinary plates? Do you have big serving pieces that are maybe wider than that? Right. Well, that was my dilemma. Um, So my plates just barely fit in my cabinets. So you have one row because you have bigger platters or you use bigger plates. So We have to put those someplace else. Mm. Okay. And so things like that, I mean, I know it doesn't make the de- the decision on whether you're going to buy a house or not on the cabinets, but it's little stuff like that that drive you bananas when you get into a house. Like, I've noticed with my cabinets that uh, now if
0: you get family-sized cereal boxes, they don't fit in my cabinets
1: that okay, way. So, so I have
0: to go, oh, no, don't buy that one. It won't fit.
1: Or you're the person that will end up putting it all on top of your cabinets and on top of your refrigerator which then i can't show and right you can't show it oh, like got that it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you're like but this is how i live and i'm like yeah and what you really want to do is to show that you've got lots of storage space and plenty of room for everybody's cereal boxes in your kitchen So right. you know it's things like that that you want to think about um, maybe the house is not to your perfection you know what i mean um, but I see people that will like look at something and say, but it doesn't have a master bathroom right. attached, but it's a 1960 house. They didn't build it like that back then. Right. So let's have an, a little imagination party here. Yes. Um, where could we possibly put another bathroom? Could we knock a wall down and make a huge suite? Would that make sense? Well, a lot of times you're lucky in the older homes to have three bedrooms on the same floor. But if you were fortunate enough to have four bedrooms, maybe that will give you a little bit of leeway. Um, Keep in mind, every time you knock down a wall and you take away a bedroom, your comps are going to completely change. Right. So where you might have once compared to a four bedroom, now you're going to compare to a three bedroom. But you've got a suite. But but you've got to really sell that sizzle of the suite. Right. If you've done that work, because when buyers are looking online, they're looking just at the number. Okay, so the first thing they look for is I, I need at least three bedrooms, two baths, and a, a one car garage will do. Um, they don't look past that. Right. So you don't have that opportunity. So you need to really think carefully about the things that you're going to do to your house to make it to your liking. But that's why we all buy our houses, right? Right. Because we want to live like we want to live. Yes. So um, that, including paint color. Yes. You know, it's, it's fascinating. Um, so... This is completely off off subject, but we've gotten into butterfly farming. Okay, you have really yes. my mm. my mother's doing that as well. Okay. So to
0: remind everybody what was required then if you decide to do butterfly farming. Though. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. have
1: butterfly farming, you need tables and you need a room to put these things. In. Right, right, okay. Just
0: you know, butterflies—they're like raised for a little while, but you have to not put them outside too quickly because the birds will eat them all.
1: You've got to. You've got to it's a process. Right. I'm not even can you. <laughs> no, I so know. So from the eggs that you collect to the, the sometimes that when they first hatch, mm-hmm. they are so microscopic. If, if seriously, you can barely see them. Right. And you could easily like discard them because they, you can hardly see them. Right. So you've got three stages of butterflies, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> fast forward to what the real reason I brought it up. So I'm looking because to take a picture of the room that we've got the butterfly farm in. Yes. And that room is a sunny south facing room. It gets lots of sun, and we painted it one shade darker than the hallway. Okay. Because of that reason, because you could get away with a little bit more color. But it's been a while since I've painted my house. So my right. color scheme is more tanny Tuscan. Okay. Okay. So. I hadn't taken a picture of my house in a long time, right? and I've taken now taken a picture of the butterfly farm with the wall in the back, so now I see my house like a buyer would see my house. And you're going? I'm like, oh my goodness, my room colors are dated. Yes. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> that can't be. That, how did that happen so did quickly? How that happen right. so fast in mm-hmm. seven years? I'm telling you, colors, it makes such a huge difference, like you... Especially if you're walking in with buyers, their perception of stuff, it's just so different because they get accustomed to seeing what's, what's current. And you can do, you can see this yourself if you do a lot of window shopping online. Right. If, if you don't like to look at property, go to like, go to V Vacation Rentals by Owner, VRBO.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, Start looking for just fantasize and look at a vacation property and just see how the homeowners that own those properties, how that they've got them decorated and how they've got them staged. You don't think about that when you're looking at it just as a place to stay on the beach. Right. But when you start looking at the ones that have actually done a, a something something, mm-hmm. you know, versus the ones that haven't, it's like, oh, I'd rather really rather stay in the one that had updated. Right. Because mm-hmm. why? I don't know. Because I'm just a, that's way people are accustomed to doing. It's the same thing in your house. And so when you're living in your space, you don't see it like right. everybody else does. But those are the things that you want to start asking yourself Serious questions as a buyer, as a seller, you know, is my house dated for real? Mm -hmm. You know, how how long does that take for that to happen? Is my furniture going to affect how people perceive this space? Because let's just say that your furniture, you're a flea marketer. Right. And Mm -hmm. all the stuff you've got is kind of a hodgepodge of stuff. You know, are all those mixed patterns or those old colors and old fabrics Are they going to weigh down people when they look inside your room because they're looking inside your room? Right.
0: Yeah. So you might be thinking that it is just character and they might looking at it like it's a distraction from what they're actually looking at. Mm
1: -hmm. They're looking at it like it's stuff I've got to do and it's different from the ones that I really like. And so I'm not going to really consider it. Ah, So we are going to give you some more information on how to make sure that home buyers are considering your place
0: and also give you some some good information as a potential homebuyer that can arm you as you are making these decisions. And we also take your questions if you have any here at the Red Hot Real Estate Show It's 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Remember, you can always find these episodes and our previous episodes by going to mytalk1071.com. Use the keyword Red Hot because you cover a lot of great information, uh, Mimi, and sometimes we hit it kind of quick. Yeah. So it's good to go back and listen to it, and especially shows like today when you're talking about some great questions that home buyers should ask themselves. Yes. Because um, you were saying that people don't always
1: You know, think about the next step when you're doing these things. Now, before we go there, I do kind of want to like back up and talk about curb appeal. Oh, yes. So if you are the person. okay, let's just say that you right now are listening and you've looked at a house recently that you passed on just because of the way it looked outside. I want you to stop right now with us here Mm -hmm. and I want you to think, why was it that what was it about that house that caused me to not want to go in? Okay, so the thing that I think the number one thing is your shrubbery right Okay, now. okay? Because shrubberies, you wouldn't think that that would matter, but let's just imagine that the house that you, it looked pretty good on the inside from the pictures, but right. when you pulled up, you've got old kind of, I don't even know what they're called, the, the they're older shrubs you know them when you see them mm-hmm. they're from like the 50s and, and they're overgrown and, they're and just very disheveled
0: i call them disheveled shrubs i don't know the name is it? right um, mm-hmm. and
1: you know maybe they're all different sizes and the the seller hadn't taken time to trim them or maybe they couldn't trim them when right. they put the house on the market because of the weather um the other thing that I see that that sellers make a mistake on is that if you've got this these windows because people are attached to their plants trust me when we re-landscape broke my heart yes. it absolutely broke my heart to pull up those those um I wisteria i think they were okay and mm-hmm. they'd been there since the early 90s and they look well, a hot mess uh, <laughs> and they I, every time i drive up to my house i'm like i hate this house why do we buy this house <laughs> So and it was the plants. and you know Got i'm it. like you shouldn't nobody should feel like that about their house for seven years mm-hmm. okay that's mm-hmm. a problem and it, it's bad for your energy right okay? it's not good for your professional or you coming home it's like yeah okay i like it okay in here but oh right so Go ahead and and give yourself permission to maybe take those those they've lived out their natural life. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to pull them up. I'm not going to lie. So prepare yourself for that. Because you do feel like
0: you're murdering plants. You do. I get that.
1: Yeah. And, a, and if you're a plant lover, that's a real problem. That's a real thing. Yeah. Okay. So I feel
0: bad pulling up a gr- like like those those decorative weeds. Like I know they're a weed, but I'm like, but it's. Is it should I should I go prairie? I'm like you're not gonna go prairie.
1: Pull that weed up. Please go prairie. I'm not going t- let's to. Let's document. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. You know I don't really understand. We could really go off on all kinds of tangents today because I'm just kind of like the mood I'm in. But mm-hmm. I don't really understand the whole concept of weeds. Yeah. Okay. You know, so I happen to think that a dandelion is beautiful and bees particularly like that. Yeah. Why is that a weed? I know there's just some things that are so invasive you have to like
0: just yeah. get rid of them sometimes. Okay. I but, get it, but don't kill them. Just right. pull them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Do I that. I agree that there are certain things that I'm going this quote unquote weed. I have decided that it can allow to stay here. You okay. know, kind of thing. So I am like you that if I can figure out if if it can trick me into thinking that it's a flower and right. it serves if you it, know and it and it's pretty. I'll leave it there. Yeah.
1: Leave the milkweed too, by the way, please. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what only thing that monarch butterflies will eat. Yes. Okay. Done talking about weeds. Okay. Um, back to the windows and the curb appeal. So if you've got like a, a 50s to 60s, even 70s rambler, you've yes. got some old shrubbery if you've never done a, a landscape project there. And you can cut, you can trim it so that it's nice and shapely, mm-hmm. whether that's flat or round or whatever shape you want. But the thing that you must do is you must make sure that it's not covering up your windows. Good point. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you, you oftentimes see people that have got the, the tall cylinder type shape tree. Right. That is, you know, just overgrown. It's gotten too close to the house. You've trimmed it up on the backside too many times. And it looks, it, it just looks like it's out of place. People can't figure out why is that there? Right. And, you know, it's difficult to get rid of things like that, but I had a seller over in Bloomington and she had three of those mm-hmm. um, in her landscaping in the front of the house. And We, me and another person said, if you, you have no curb appeal from when you tried to sell your house before, because it's hiding the window, because nobody can see your house because of those, those cylinder trees that you have. And she's like, but I love them. And I'm like, but but they don't, they don't showcase your house and you're selling your house like me, uh, but man, oh man. Okay. So fast forward, she did it. Yes. Transformational. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because from the street, you could see the house now and it was like you couldn't envision your own concept there. So if you happen to have those and you're not sure what to do. We would love to see your pictures. Yes. You can post them on our Facebook page. Uh, Just go straight to uh, the Red Hot Real Estate Group on Facebook and send us your your ugly landscaping pictures. We'll honestly look at your photos and give you some suggestions. The other thing that I think
0: is beautiful about what you just said, Mimi, is that you go, well, she's going, but I love them, but she's moving. And so you can help give her that emotional distance to go, here's what's holding you back, and to help make those decisions. Because it's very difficult when you're emotionally attached to something to you know, to do it on your own. And so having somebody else come through and tell you, well, no, we'll just do it for you, here's why, is probably very freeing for them.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm telling you, if you are wanting to get as much money as you can and to get a, an excited twinkle-in-the-eye buyer as they pull up to your driveway – you want them to be able to see the elements of your home that make it, you know, architecturally interesting. And you, windows are super important right, for so many reasons. But from the curb, they're extremely important. The next thing you want to think about from the outside that I hear a lot of buyers, you know, especially if you happen to have a home that's got two front doors. Yes. It's confusing. Okay. You wouldn't think it'd be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, so what? It's got two <laughs> doors on the front. Big deal. But I will tell you, I've had open houses in homes like that where you can see people go to the first door, but the main entrance door is the next one. And so they're like looking at it, they're all puzzled. They're like, Why won't why is this door locked? And then you have to come out and you say, Oh, this is the front door. Right. So the one thing that you can do to kind of help that situation along is to make one of them neutral and blend it into the color scheme of the outside of your house. So it's clearly not a focal point. It's not. It's going to blend as much as you possibly can. And then you're going to do some color. That's a, a nice, complementary but contrasting color on the main door. Okay. You want to make it as obvious as possible. And then possibly you might want to stage in front of that second door. So
0: that's the one that has maybe the welcome mat and the additional planners and things so that people go, oh, no, this is clearly being used.
1: Yes. Or Got you it. could set a nice little decorative table um, with a nice pretty plant on top of the one in front of the door that is not usable. Ah, So that that becomes really obvious because people... When they are confused about something in their psyche and they can't figure out why it's bothering them, they will oftentimes pass instead of stopping to figure out why that's bothering them and how can it be solved they just go it feels uncomfortable so i'm out it's yeah exactly and you know that's that's the thing that when you're talking with with buyers after you've had a day of showings with them and you as a realtor you can't tell somebody what you think as far as like what you think is the best house for them because everybody's opinion is different right but trust me we realtors have strong opinions about this (laughs) You know, and then it takes everything in you to not, well, but why didn't you think about that house? <laughs> that house was, you know, really, ah. Uh. So, so, you know, you want to like, okay, so pay attention to your realtor's yes. body language, mm-hmm. okay? Because we're human and we're going to react to a space just like you are. Well, we are going to share
0: some additional humanness from Mimi from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and also talk about curb appeal again when we get back.
1: We're going to talk about curb appeal and lots of questions that you should think about. We'll be right back here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show.
0: It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Mimi Shoneman from the Re- Remax Results team is in here giving you some great information on things to consider if you're a potential home buyer. But in doing that, we're also talking about things like curb appeal and things that, you know, as a home buyer, you kind of don't always have the proper imagination to see why this might be the right home for you.
1: Absolutely. And if you are somebody who's thinking about selling and you haven't looked at houses in a long time, one of the best things that you can do is to go look at property. Take a day with your real estate professional and go look at five or six houses and that will change your perspective like nothing else and be like oh my goodness why <laughs> don't you and then then it becomes another problem like well i can't do all of that so right th- that is where we're really good about helping folks figure out the little the least amount of things that you can do to get the most amount of money now don't kid yourself you're going to probably get more money if you're able to do a few things. Yes. And
0: okay. some of the things, though, aren't that hard if we're talking about curb appeal, because you were talking about even like just changing some of the hardware and the things that are on the outside of your home.
1: Yeah. Even as simple as imagine if you're walking up the the driveway to the walkway mulch is really an amazing thing mm-hmm. it's it's kind of uh hits on so many different senses because you can see it especially if it's a good contrasting mulch like right. a cedar mulch um in contrast with your plants they might bring a little color to an area of your house yeah your yard i mean mm-hmm. it, it, good color mm-hmm. but it also is so fragrant when you first put it down so when you're walking up um Use all of the senses that you have, I mean, for selling your house. So the the smell of mulch, I know it sounds ridiculous, but trust me, you're wanting to hit on all cylinders. So that's a really good thing. Um, If you if your door is kind of like nondescript and your shutters. Um, people are very afraid of painting the outside of their house. And It's a commitment. That painting the outside of your house is just about like getting engaged. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's difficult to undo that. Or <laughs> right. I guess more like getting married. Um, but you know, trust your instincts. If if your house looks, you know, kind of everybody else in your neighborhood has done some stuff, and your house is still looking kind of like it was in the forties, right? You know, and not a, not a good part of the forties. You might want to think about just. Altering a little bit of fresh paint and don't be afraid to go a couple of shades darker than what you might have done. So, for instance, in a neighbor in an older neighborhood that maybe when they built it in the 60s, uh, it was all pretty much white and black, yes. Okay, so a lot of white houses and black shutters, uh, in so let's say the homeowners haven't really done much there to change that look up. Right. So you doing something that's maybe just a little bit different. So picking like a mid mid range gray. Okay. For the outside of your house, and then maybe picking a complementary shade to go on the shutters and on the front door, so that you're trying to define the space of the front door. Right. Giving yourself, you know, a set apart from the rest of the people in the neighborhood. And also a fresh, updated, current look. So maybe not, you know, jump all the way to my house is the teal house that's
0: on the block. But something that's a little more, you know, noticeable. Tasteful. Yes, okay. Yeah,
1: and you don't want to... So this is especially difficult i think for artistic folks yes okay people that are the creative type because they like to do it their style right and that's respectful you know and that's the beautiful thing about owning a house you you really can do what you want to do within limits of your neighborhood association Mm -hmm. Uh, but you do still want to kind of look a little bit like the the other houses in your neighborhood so if you're going to do something kind of you know off the top Just make sure that that's going to work in your neighborhood. You know, if you're in South Minneapolis, you might be able to get away with, you know, having an artistic house, yeah, or Mm -hmm. uptown or northeast, right? You know, really, you could do a whole lot of stuff in northeast. But if you live in Robbinsdale, there's pretty much
0: a standard look to those neighborhoods.
1: There is a standard look, and so the people, the reason that it matters, okay, not because we're hating on creatives, right? Is because buyers want to, they want to fit in, yes. They Mm -hmm. want to, you know, they want to fit into whatever it is that's going on in the area that they're, they're looking at, right? you know, and, and you've always got that personality that wants to stand out that, that 1% that's going to (laughs) be, I love the fact that you put shoes all over the outside of this house. (laughs) I've always dreamt of a house with shoes on it. Right. So, you know, just keep that in mind. It will, the more that your house is different the fewer percentage of the population will be attracted to it.
0: Well, you also mentioned uh, on a previous show that one of the things that you should do is drive past a potential house you want to buy at three different times of day,
1: like to check out the neighborhood. Three different times a day, Mm -hmm. morning, afternoon, and evening. So you can see what's going on over there. You can see all the stuff that's going on, and you want to knock on doors. Okay. Okay, if that terrifies you. Well, it's the very best thing you can do. Right. Right, left, back, and front. They mm-hmm. will tell you everything you've ever wanted to know about the neighborhood, and they'll probably tell you everything you want to know about the house that you're looking at. Right. Um, you know, I'll tell you, the funny story about our house is, you know, when we moved in, um, the neighbor to the right of us, she's <laughs> when we first met her, she, you know, we're talking at the fence and this and that. Well, she apparently knew the neighbor, the uh, the person that sold us the house. Yeah, well, you paid too much money for that house. <laughs> you could have got a lot lower. I'm like, well, where were you when we bought this thirty days ago? You know, you could have helped us save a little money. Right. Mm-hmm. But they will tell you about crime. They'll tell you about the schools. They'll tell you um, who's got kids. They'll tell you how old people are. Right. All that demographic information that we realtors can't do because of steering. Yes. Um, like I'll have I'll have buyers say, well, I just want, you know, I just had a baby. I just want to be with other your parents have babies. Right. And you're like, well, I can't yeah. tell you. I, first mm-hmm. of all, don't know it. And right. secondly, if I did know it, I couldn't tell you anyway, because that's steering and it's illegal. Mm-hmm. And there's a good reason why steering is illegal if we, but that's a whole nother show. Right. Um, you wouldn't want to have all neighborhoods to look Agreed. exactly the No. Same. So diversity is a good thing. Right. So if you, if that is something that's of importance to you, do that. Right. Um, the other thing that you definitely want to do is take take advantage of all the resources online go to schools.org and check out the school system mm-hmm. um, if you don't have children you're like i don't care about the schools i don't have kids i'm not going to have kids it's still important for you to know because of resale value right and it's good for you to know because if you are not a, a person who wants to have kids if it's a school
0: if it's a neighborhood that attracts people like me because of the schools then you should understand that there's going to be a lot of kids in the neighborhood though too because that might You know, not all people are super pro. I I mean, you like kids, but we're loud. You know, maybe you're (laughs) loud and we run around and we're in the street.
1: And so maybe you don't want to be around that either. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah, Well, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't discriminate against children. Right. (laughs) Uh They are people, too. Yes. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But if you're like a if you're that person likes to zip down the streets and speed, speed bugging. Um, you definitely don't want to be, you know, worried. You don't to be right. worried you're going to hit somebody. Right.
0: And it is, you know, that's real talk. It's just like you were saying, you want to be around other people that have families. There's people that go, no, I want to be in the we have cocktail parties adult, you know, neighborhood.
1: Yeah. So that's a good place for you to look at that, too. Absolutely. So the other thing I think that a question to ask you is placement of your furniture. OK. OK. So you're looking at property And you're coming all in, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just say you're a first time home buyer and you've got like, you know, college stuff that you inherited and mix max, and you're not going to be able to afford furniture for a while. Right. So you definitely want to pay attention to your furniture size. So let's say you inherited that Mac Daddy, you know, sectional sofa. Yes. Oversized uh that you i don't even know you have to drop that sucker in from the roof um so what happens if you buy a house and you can't get your furniture in the front door that's a thing Mm -hmm. so met you know especially during the home inspection we have a checklist of things that folks need to do they need to measure the rooms the doorways you need to measure the ceiling height because i had a bookcase that i'm like this is not coming to the new place
0: because it will not fit it's too tall
1: exactly um, all of those things, like the the narrow hallways that go up to those story and a halves that sometimes are windy. Um, what's going up there? Right, you get bedrooms up there, but what do you have to construct them? You right. know bring your saw and some two by fours <laughs> and build your own bed. I, I honestly have seen staircases where I'm like, I don't even know hey, how you get, get the peep? mattress up there. I barely fit. Right. How are you getting the bed up here? Right, that that really does happen, and people get stuck, and it's like. Now I don't have to sleep in the living room on the main floor. That was going to be my dining room. Now I don't know what I'm going to do. Like now it's laid out so strange. Like, so understandable. Yeah. And so if you're a seller and you've got that situation going on and you, your your room looks like I can't even figure out how to get my dog through to get mm-hmm. to the sofa. We need to talk about spatial arrangements of your property, yes. of, of your house, so that you're staging with your furniture the best you can. And sometimes that's going to mean storing your your uh, big armchair over at your friend's house while your house is on the market. Right. Some of that stuff may have to come out in order for it to showcase the best that it possibly can. Right. And one of the things that you want to really think about hard is where is the back of your sofa. Is it in the back of the window that's one of the showstoppers of your house? Right. And can we move that someplace else where it makes sense? Right. So we have some more tips on things you
0: should consider if you are about to be a potential home buyer. We're going to give you all that information. Also, take your questions. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My MyTalk 1071. Mimi Shoneman from REMAX Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group is here. And we've been talking about, you know, it's, you know, we we encourage potential homebuyers to think as broadly as possible, but also... It just kind of comes down to that it is such an individual landscape that there are some things that might seem minor to you, but they're really deal breakers. Right, Right. Amy?
1: You run into that all the time. Well, you know, the interesting thing that we were talking about during the break is um, the lighting in Mm -hmm. your neighborhood. And it's not just the lighting. That you would, you would think when we're talking about lighting, it's lighting on your own house, like right. the front light or the up lights on your plants, and this and that. And that's nice, and that's good aesthetics. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But you know, it. There are neighborhoods. I have one that don't have street lights. Right. So okay. it's just dark when you it's drive through the neighborhood. Dark. Mm-hmm. And if that's something that bothers you, let's say that you came from like a, a con- condo complex right. and you're used for stuff being real lit, but now you're up in the suburbs. And you're really in the suburbs. Right. And they're like, yep, no, it's dark out here. And you see, like, mercury and stuff from your bedroom. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't know about this. I'm not stargazing. I want
0: lights. Like, I, you know, I keep weird hours. I don't like coming home when it's super dark.
1: Yeah. I get
0: I get that. That so, would be a deal breaker for me.
1: Keep it in mind. I mean, there are plenty of neighborhoods out there. And, and let me ask you this question right now. Yes. Is that something that you would have considered even when looking for a house? You wouldn't have thought of that? Not, not at all. Not at all. If I didn't talk to you all the time, Mimi, and hear shows like this that said, hey, here's some things you should think
0: about, it wouldn't occur to me to drive through, as you've said, at different times of day. Exactly. And see what the neighborhood's like or drive through on the weekend and go, oh, does this already turn into party central? Or and, right. and do
1: I like that or do I not like it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in the neighborhood, uh, since we're there, um, not every neighborhood has sidewalks and curbs. Right. Okay. So if you're a walker or a jogger and you're used to that, wherever it is that you're moving from, that is something that oftentimes goes very unnoticed. Right. You're driving through, you're doing your showings, you got five or six in a row, boom, 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 and you find, finally found a house, but you're not paying attention. And maybe you've never thought the thought to have these questions. That's a very important thing, because I'm telling you what, that oftentimes those joggers are taking their life into their own hands Mm -hmm. on those streets with no sidewalks. Right. Um, So that's important, especially maybe if you're if you have children and you're a walker with strollers. Mm -hmm. um, Do you really want to be doing that, you know, on the street? Right. And it is just,
0: again, so many little things that you are saying that you can just kind of add up to. Then that means I can only be in this house for three years.
1: Yeah, (laughs) bless
0: you. Thank you. Or versus I can be in
1: this house for five to seven because I can expand into it. And maybe it never will matter. Here's Mm -hmm. the thing that you don't want to have happen to you in a house, you don't want to be sitting there every single time something happens. Goes, right, I hate that. Yeah. That drives me crazy. Why would I buy this house? You know that kind of negativity that you are going to be replaying over and over. That subliminal stuff can really start to affect your your happiness and your enjoyment. Right, and you are meant to be happy in yeah. your space at home. That's supposed to be your respite. Yes, where you go to, you know, let all of your cares, you know, melt away. It should not be. I'd rather be at work because this drives me crazy and there's not enough aromatherapy or 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 saging
0: that you can do if you just picked the wrong house
1: exactly okay so let's talk about the the houses that have the rooms with multiple openings and multiple windows yes okay so you're in a room probably a living room um, that has a doorway to let's say a three season porch and it's got a doorway to the foyer, and it's got a doorway to the kitchen, and it's got a bank of windows, three or four, looking out onto the deck, and right. it's got a corner window, <laughs> it's got a skylight, it's it's got a step down, okay, from another from another level. There's so much going
0: on in that room. Okay, maybe. yes. Do mm-hmm. I
1: need it? So I'm trying to paint you, paint you a picture, right? Okay, that's my living room. Oh my goodness. So how do you decide where the
0: couch goes? How do you decide where do you put a TV? You can't, you know, I I would be uncomfortable because it's like, I don't want my back to any of window. those things,
1: yeah. right? <laughs> so I'm telling you why that I moved. I had a sectional sofa and a recliner. That's what I moved there here with. Okay, and an entertainment center and a coffee table. And, and I couldn't have tables. my back to the window either. Listen, it was a hot mess. Yeah, and a fireplace. I forgot to tell you. Oh my okay, goodness. so where do you put stuff? Right. Okay. What that, do you look at first? I yeah. I, mm-hmm. I took that couch. I moved it every way known to man. Still couldn't figure it out. Um, that took a professional decorator okay. to help to stage that room. But I want you to think about it, okay? Mm-hmm. There's only going to be a very small number of ways you can move furniture in a room, any room. right? Not just a, a quirky room like that. But if you aren't paying attention and you get into a room that's got a lot of spaces and you've got a lot of things. Let's just say you've got some beautiful um, eclectic antique pieces yes. that are important to you. Um, and you can't, you move into a space where it's just not going to work because that's going to mean that's going to hang over into a doorway. Yeah. Or you've got too many windows. Um, it's really not good feng shui to cover up a window with right? the back of a couch. Um, it's bad energy all day long and it's covering up what should be a really positive focal point of a room. Right. So I'm not going to tell you how to do it. And I mean, if you get a quirky room like that, you are going to have to have a professional or be a professional because yes. it'll drive you all kind of crazy mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to how to put your stuff in that room um, so that is something that you want to think about when you're looking at, at property and right where are my things going to go Mm. And if you need to do, I'm like, are you going
0: to do a slight lifestyle change because things don't go in the way that you expect it?
1: Well, that would make you mad and fire <laughs> if you had all kinds of nice furniture and you get into a place and you're like, I just bought this stuff at Gabberts, and now I get, <laughs> and use now it what's happening? Mm-hmm. No, no return policy, I don't think at Gabberts. Oh wow, I, I don't know for a fact. but <laughs> don't call, sounds right. Don't call me Gabbard's because I don't know. I'm not really hating <laughs> on you, but another um, thing that is really super important and it seems like a huge yawn, especially if you're just excited about finding a house please 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 pay attention to the age of the expensive things in the house that, like
0: the water heater and the, the air mechanicals.
1: okay um if you go down to the basement and that furnace box which mm-hmm. you may have never seen a furnace before that thing that's kind of square with, yes you know pipes coming out of it if it looks crazy Um, right enormous with lots of arms or whatever even if it works today and you get a let's just say that you that's the house for you and you're like yeah I'm just gonna have them replace that during the home inspection and we'll call that out well you may or may not be able to do it. It's a right. seller's market, you mm-hmm. know, but pay attention. How much is that going to cost to replace? So I have a lot of people that'll pass on a house because it doesn't have central air. Yes. Okay, so that's fine. But central air is not that expensive, y'all. Okay. Um, And especially if you have vents already in your house, if you have a forced air heater yes, and the venting is already in your house, it should not be a big deal to add central air. So don't pass... On a house that only has window units. Just make sure you ask the question. Be, mm-hmm. Ask those questions. And your real estate professional. We can set you up to only look at houses that are forced air furnaces. Got it. So okay. that you know when you're looking that you're not going to fall in love with a house that, that can't be converted to central air. Right. But, you know, if you're coming in all in and you want to really rely heavily on what's going on in the inspection report. And the last thing you want to do is to get your inspection report and the seller won't do anything that needs to be done. Be prepared to have more than one inspection, okay? okay? Because that's going to be painful mm-hmm. because they're at least $350 Right, the inspections are and that's just the basic um A lot of times, folks are now doing radon tests. Yes, those are about two hundred dollars, and they're also doing sewer scoping tests. Believe that or not? Oh goodness! To see if there's cracks in the the sewer cracks lines, or a lot of we—I mean, roots that have grown into them, or anything like that. Roots, yeah. Okay. And so, because that can be expensive down the road too, if you have to dig up a yard. Yes, mm-hmm. and okay. you're going to want to also think about. Um, What's coming down the pike? Um, Do the the roads look cruddy or the sidewalks come bad shape? Maybe the city or the county could be ready to do some assessments. That is also where talking to your neighbors um, or potential neighbors will help you to know what is going on in the neighborhood. What's happened in the past? Have they just done new street improvements? Is there something going to be pending or levied? Right. Call the city and the county and ask, you know, what's coming up and talk to people. Um, get as much information as possible. And sometimes, believe it or not, sellers don't know. Right. They may not have been assessed yet. Mm-hmm. And it may be news to them that they're going to be getting new sidewalks and everybody's going to be assessed five hundred dollars a month. Right. Or a year. So um those if you're if you are really tight, especially on your budget and, you know, OK, I've got it. I've got it maxed out as far as I can go. The house payment, the taxes and insurance. And, you know, if anything goes wrong, you need to be prepared that something can and probably will go wrong. It's a house. It's right. just like a body. Yes. You gotta, Things happen. You got to maintain it. Mm-hmm. You got to keep it looking cute. <laughs> you know, slap some lipstick
0: on your body. Every once in a while and moisturize it. Yes, you do.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And your plumbing, you know,
0: <laughs> right. you keep that plumbing working <laughs> right. well.
1: Um, but you know, it's like it becomes a really boring topic. Mm -hmm. for buyers because they don't want to talk about that they want to talk about all of the this
0: is where my future is going to be but we're like no there are other things that you should probably plan for
1: you Mm want to think about do i have the money if i get a, a hole in my roof right you know is that something that that i can even handle and sellers if you know that stuffs are ready to fail put a home warranty on that baby right um those are very inexpensive and that will transfer over to your new buyer so lots of things for people to think about we've got checklists and we've got guides so be sure and reach out to us during the week meet me at mnredhotrealestate.com and you can always
0: go to mytalk1071.com keyword red hot